Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. We're so glad to have you with us here this evening on Ask Herbal Health Expert Susan Weed, a two-hour radio show each Tuesday night. Herbal medicine is people's medicine, simple, safe, effective. Please bring your curiosity and health questions. Susan will enlighten, surprise, and delight you. I know most of you know Susan Weed already. She's my mom, so I know her. But for those of you who have not yet met Susan, I'd like to share, she is the author of the Wise Woman Herbal series, wonderful books on women's health and herbal medicine, including Wise Woman Herbal for the Childbearing Year, Breast Cancer Breast Health! Exclamation point, The Wise Woman Way, Healing Wise, The Wise Woman Herbal, New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, down there, sexual and reproductive health, the wise woman way. And abundantly well, seven medicines, the wise woman way. The newest book in the wise woman herbal series. So exciting. In addition to being the editor at Ashtree Publishing and writing her books, Susan is the director of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. The Wise Woman Center is open to the public on appointment-only basis. She offers weekend workshops, intensives, and apprenticeships throughout the season. Susan is also available to you online via wisewomanmentor.com. There you can go and view her weekly e-zine. You can subscribe to receive a notification via email each week, or you could join her mentorship program. Susan also offers distance learning correspondence courses and online courses at thewisewomanschool.com. Join us there for colorful, instructive, easy video courses, including Easy Herbal Medicine with Susan Weed, Happy Knees, a Cancer Diagnosis, Adaptogens for Long Life, and Abundantly Well Companion Course, Wise Woman you can also just go to her website, susanweed.com, where you will find thousands of pages online with recipes, articles, art features, and so much more. Well, for now, let's see what Susan has to share with us this evening. Thank you, and welcome, Susan. Thank you, Justine, and welcome, Sarah Ellen. Hello, Susan. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well. How are your baby goats? Ah, oh, they are doing great. They are doing great. Happy and growing fast. <laughs> How about so fast, you? eh? 
so fast. Yes. So fast. So fast. It's like you look at them and you think, if I sat here for 24 hours, I could see them grow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. It's so true. Right? (sighs) <laughs> yes, especially the single one who she is growing like she's almost her mom is so small and she's so big that she's going to have to start nursing on her knees. She can uh, she will nurse on her knees. Oh, yeah, yes, she'll she do that. Will. She will. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Both of the kids here are doing just fine. Night is up and doing well and running around when both of them are with the herd. Although we've had cold nights, we've had such beautiful days. Oh, that's good. Warm sunshine. Sunshine, sunshine. Yay. Hooray. The daffodils are laughing like crazy. Yeah. I live in an area where people have enough abundance that they can plant flowers. So everywhere you look, there's daffodils. Mm-hmm. It happens to be the same where, where I, the neighbor, like the whole hills are dotted with daffodils and front yards and side yards and everywhere. It's beautiful. And they're pretty much deer-proof, which is the oh, other nice. reason to plant them. Yes, the deer generally will not eat them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Which is why you see so, you see so many of us planting daffodils. And those who plant tulips the next year plant daffodils. <laughs> wow. So much sense because there's so many deer in our neighborhood. And I don't see any tulips, but there are daffodils everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Nature, Sarah. Look around. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, there are just a lot of things to get into tonight before I start answering questions. Where shall I start? I want to start here. This is from Mama Donna. Donna Hens, H-E-N-E-S. No, I've written a note on here that where I need to start is I must remedy the fact that I overlooked Astrid's Midwest Women's Herbal Gathering when I was talking about the herbal gatherings for women that are held by my past apprentices. Mm. And she very nicely let me know that once again I left her out, and I do, I almost always leave out Astrid's, used to be called Red Earth, and now it's the Mountain West Women's Herbal Gathering. Not to be confused with the Midwest, which is Linda Conroy's Women's Herbal Gathering, and I was going to be teaching there this year, but she got a better place and had to change the date, and it now coincides with the date when I'm going to be out in the Redwoods with Jujana and the Goddesses, so not going to be able to be there this year, but Astrid's Mountain West Women's Herbal Gathering. Check it out. It is a wonderful, wonderful herbal gathering. And, yes, they serve nourishing herbal infusion. It's the beverage they serve. It's two, um, at least two of the conferences that I know of that serve nourishing herbal infusion. So wonderful. Mm, All right. Mm-hmm. Now we can get to what Mama Donna has to say. 
And Mama Donna is known for celebrating the what is sometimes called the holy days, the solstices, the equinoxes. And she pays attention to the cross-quarter days, too, the four in-between holidays. And she is <clears throat> on um, the receive her newsletter. Uh, she's a part of the uh, Foremothers of Women's Spirituality book. And as you recall, when the book came out, from a university publisher, they emailed all 30 of us at once, and we have kept that email going, notifying each other of what's up, and so we're all on each other's email list, and it's been a lot of fun. Anyhow, this is her current email, May Day, an old European spring fertility and copulation festival held in honor of the trees and their mistresses, the virgin vegetative goddesses. And let us stop for a moment and say that virgin means not owned by man. It does not mean sexually inexperienced. Celebrated Mm. as Floralia by the Romans, Walpurgis Nacht by the Teutons, Whitsuntide by the Dutch, and Beltane by the Celts. It's centered on romantic devotions to the nubile goddesses of spring. Flora, Walpurgia, and Maya, for whom the month is named. Maya can be traced back to Maya, M-A-Y-A, the pre-Vedic mistress of perceptual reality, who was the virgin mother of Buddha. The Mm. Greek goddess Maya, M-A-I-A, was the virgin mother of Hermes. Her descendant, Mary, was the blessed virgin mother of God and, of course, is patroness of the month of May. Festivities festivities began on May Day morning when young girls would go out in the pre-dawn hours to wash their faces in May dew, which was held to be fortifying as well as beautifying. In 1515, Catherine of Aragon was reported to have traveled into the forest with 25 ladies in waiting to bathe in the May dew. Samuel Pepys notes in his diary that his wife gathered May Dew in 1667, which Mrs. Turner has taught her is the only thing in the world to wash her face with, and I am contented with it. Oliver Cromwell, who died in 1658, is said to have partaken of May Dew on medical advice. This custom survived until relatively recently in the Ozark Mountains, where girls wash their face in May Dew at sunrise so that they could marry the man they most desired. Now, Mm -hmm. this is an aside here, and Juliet de Berkeley-Levy, one of our first times together, told me that the secret to aging well was to walk barefoot in the dew in the morning. Wow, I love that. Oh, I love that. At first light, boys joined them in the forest. And together they brought in the May, 
small trees, branches, and flowers with which to decorate the village green streets and houses. In England, they sing in the May, adding music to their procession. This custom continued well into the 20th century, and the practice of leaving May baskets filled with flowers and sweets and rhyming love verses at the door of one's beloved at dusk in the early days of May. She's now quoting... She's now quoting from someone else. The group of young folks then stripped a tall tree of its branches and set it up in the village square. The top was crowned with a wreath of flowers and sometimes a female figurine as well. The garland wrapped around the pole is a clear and graphic representation of a phallus encircled by a yoni. This maypole was then hung with ribbons, which were woven around the pole in the course of a grand right-and-left spiraling dance intertwining the young men and women in the process, bringing them together by Binding them closer, ever closer together. In medieval and Tudor Britain, May Day was an important public holiday still sizzling with sexual abandonment. Early spring mm-hmm. rites include the wearing of the green, a symbolic modeling of the earth's verdant new garments, a sign of imitation and identification with the natural world, a loving gesture of sympathetic magic, which has continued in the Irish tradition of putting on the green for St. Patrick's Day. May Day festivals, which generally begin with great public gaiety, usually end in orgiastic displays of sexual licentiousness. Note, this is how you are supposed to celebrate the beginning of May. This was with mm. rampant sexuality. Marriage vows were forgotten during the holiday. In fact, in some places, May was called the honey month, and no marriage vows were allowed during that month at all. People coupled freely in the woods and the fields, fertilizing the soil and each other, sharing a fervent participation in the regenerative magic of spring. It's no wonder that... It's no wonder that the Puritan Anglo-Saxon Protestant fathers were deeply offended by the maple ceremony. With its not so subtle sexual connotations and pagan sensibilities, maples were forbidden by an act of parliament in 1644, which called for the removal of maples, a heathenish vanity generally abused to superstition and wickedness. The Lords and Commons do further order and ordain that all in singular maples that are or shall be erected shall be taken down and removed by the constables and church wardens of the parishes and places where the same be and no maples shall hereafter be set up erected or suffered to be within this kingdom of England or domain of Wales. Whoa. During the Restoration, maples regained favor. The last permanent public maypole was erected in the London Strand in 1661. It took 12 British soldiers under the personal supervision of James II to plant the 134-foot cedar pole in the ground. In 1717, it was removed to Waynestead Park in Essex, where it was adapted by Sir Isaac Newton for use as part of the support of the largest telescope in the world. Mm. In its new job, the pole, which represents the tree of life, is rooted in the ground and reaching up toward heaven, and it is serving its original symbolic function, the unification of earth and sky in sexual ecstasy. Like all the devotional rites dedicated to earth goddesses, the 
they could not repress, May Day was ultimately claimed by the church. The veneration of the Maypole was left completely intact. The pole simply became a cross, and May 3rd became Holy Cross Day. Thank you, Mama Donna Hens. Yes, thank you. That was magnificent. If you want every every quarter, Mama Donna is laying it on you. So check her out. She is wonderful, foremother of women's spirituality. All right, what else do we have? Oh, so many exciting things, dear Susan. After you read my letter on your blog talk show, you said, I need a whole book. It's not a book, but it could be one. Enjoy. And enclosed is Good Luck Goldilocks. Now, since I just read a long thing to you from Mama Donna, I'm not going to read the whole Eight pages of Good Luck Goldilocks tonight. So you're going to get this in installments. We'll see a page, a page and a half here. Have to have a little time for answering questions. This story is dedicated to mothers and their children. Once upon a silly age, Goldilocks felt hot snuffling breath on her face and a cold, wet nose. She opened her eyes and found herself face to face with a long brown snout. Fearful brown eyes framed the muzzle in front of her. A bear! And two larger bears behind it. The little bear scooped her into a big bear hug and roared, She's in my bed! Goldilocks screamed her loudest scream, startled. The little bear loosened its grip. She wrenched free and scrambled for a small window over the bed. She pushed through, stuck something in her dress as she struggled to free herself. She felt a soft, warm paw on her leg, at which point Goldilocks fainted from fear. Her vision came into focus, golden hair splayed in shiny rivulets among dirt, pebbles, grass, and weeds. The dark earth was cool and hard beneath her cheek. She pushed herself upwards. Ouch! A nasty scratch above her knee visible through a terrible rip in her dress and cotton pantalettes. How did this happen? How did she get here? She cried. She cried with pain. She cried with fear. She cried for being lost. She cried for being alone. She cried for not knowing what had happened to her. She cried for not knowing what was going to happen next. She cried and cried. She buried her face in her torn dress and cried. She cried. She cried some more. She cried until she sobbed. She sobbed until she bawled. She bawled and she blubbered and she howled and she kinged and she wept and she wept and she wept until her body was so tired she could only whimper. Goldilocks' sass vibrated each and every breath. She could feel her whole body shake. The hum of her grief grew louder. She could hear the hum outside of herself as if her feelings were vibrating in the whole world. No, <laughs> she looked up through a tangle of golden hair. It wasn't wasn't her sadness. It was a busy bunch of bees. 
sad little girl, you little girl, humming like a bee. It's a beautiful day. Why not feel merrily? The world is abundant. Let it fill you with glee. Golden dance in the air, popping up and down from flowers like acrobats on trampolines. The spectacle distracted Goldilocks from her pain and sorrow. She watched them listen to their hum, their song, wiping her face with a tear-soaked scrap from her dress. And just beyond, she saw an old, a very odd sight, like pancakes hanging from a tree, shining with syrup. Oh, my goodness, it was the beehive. One of the combs was a great distance below the others, tumbled down upon a broken branch, and the little piece of honeycomb on its stick was now wedged in a low crook of the tree. The bees saw her eyeing the errant honeycomb and sang to her, It is for thee, let it fill you with glee. And Goldilocks felt happy and bashful to be offered such a gift. She gathered herself up and went to the tree, reached up on her tippy toes and just managed to push the end of the stick. It dislodged and clattered down beside her. The branch was as high as her shoulder and the honeycomb was much bigger than she had thought. It was about two hands breaths of golden wax. She glanced at the bees. They danced a merry dance and sang song, and she tasted the comb. The sticky honey delighted her taste buds. The bees continued to dance and sing among the blossoms in the sun-dappled glade. Your heart to soothe, tears cleared by the sweet. Now follow your nose and use your feet. And that's where we will return to Goldilocks next week. And yes, there will be a blog talk show next week at the usual time, even though what's happening next week? The Comfrey Conference. The Comfrey Conference. Oh, my gosh, it's finally going to be the week of the Comfrey Conference. And um, on some of the evenings... The Zoom sessions are in the evening, but on next Tuesday, the last Zoom session is at 6 o'clock. So I will have time to uh, do that Zoom session with the presenter and have my dinner and then be here for blog talk. Is that going to work for you too, Sarah Ellen? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Goody. All right, and then a couple of people said, hey, you got a letter from Rosemary. What does Rosemary have to say? <sighs> Rosemary says, you're going to laugh, but after I hand-wrote you an entire letter, I realized you probably wouldn't be able to read it. Eh, I can't even read it, so I decided to type it out. <laughs> Thank you, Rosemary. <laughs> Actually, I could read it. Her handwriting's not that bad. It's a pretty harsh world out there right now with so many people agitated about so many different things, some real and some not. Even in the herbal community, there's more agitation and harshness and unpleasantness. I know there's a lot of garbage being thrown at you, and I thought of writing you several times. But so often these days, I think rather than do. So many letters, books even are written in my head, but never get onto paper. Now, we'll mention this again. My daughter read this amazing little fact, which is that the human brain is capable of thinking of ten times more things than the body is capable of doing. Wow. And that has so let me off the hook, you know? Yeah, I feel better knowing that, too. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? Oh, good. If I get a tenth of what I think about done, 
I'm getting a lot done. Yeah, so, so you know, and, and I, I, Rosemary and I have both gone through a of a lot over the past two years. Both of us just an enormous amount. Um, so we feel very close to each other in that. I'm here to tell you that I love you and respect you for all you offer and give to the herbal world. Of course, we've had our difficulties. Uh, I feel it's awful what people are saying without any proof or evidence. People are burning books and banning events because they're inviting certain teachers, not only you. It's unbelievable. It reminds me of the McCarthy area when a self-appointed group of individuals decided they were the conscious and banned the people they thought weren't okay. It's quite frightening, actually, that members of the herbal community think it's a good thing to have public book burnings and ban events that they don't approve of. Yikes. And then there's social media. You know, I'm just off it completely. It's a place of rants and raves. Anybody says anything, whenever they please, with no accountability and not even considering whether there's any truth at all there. No one can really see into each other's eyes or hearts, so it's not the place that I want to be. I want to help us all know how to have respectful communication, integrity, and right actions. There are tons of people whom you've touched one way or another over the years who stand by you and love you. My suggestion is you should write your memoirs. I think it would be a bestseller. You're in my prayers. Day by precious day, we are feeling better. Sending love and light and green blessings. Rosemary. And at 9 o'clock, we are going to have two guests, Carrie and Crybaby. Carrie Connor Mm -hmm. is the leader of Gathering Grove, a family-friendly, earth-based spiritual group. And Cheryl Crybaby Cryer is the owner of Crybaby Wellness. They are going to be talking about how they came to work with CBD and their book, CBD for Your Health, Mind and Spirit Advice, Recipes and Meditations to Alleviate Ailments and Connect to Spirit, published this year by Llewellyn. So hang out with us until 9 o'clock or come back at 9 o'clock and you will get to hear them talk What's been up with you? Well, mostly ghosts. Um, planted a little food garden and um, keeping extra eyes on goats because now that we're expanding out into more places, they're trying to expand out into more places too. So um, just really been enjoying being with the goats and the food. And we, my husband made some delicious um, pudding. I made the rice pudding because he made chocolate pudding. Um, both were fabulous. Um, 
We need to block them. But so yeah. good, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, my goodness. It was so, oh, wow. The chocolate pudding was so, it allowed the chocolate to just stand out. It was, oh, my gosh, so good. The rice pudding was also delicious. And if I'm lucky, he's going to make some vanilla pudding while we're talking in, on the show tonight. <laughs> and that brought over duck eggs, she said. Because there must be colostrum, you're going to make rice pudding. Here's some duck eggs. Can I have some pudding? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And how wonderful to have the duck eggs for it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Wow. How lovely that you're sharing with your neighbors and then crafting wonderful dishes to share after. Mm, that's so special. Isn't it, though? Yes. It is. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we were um moving a piece of furniture today. And Lisa and, and Nick and I were struggling a little bit. And the person across the way came over and said, "Hi, I'm John. Can I help?" Oh. How nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. there are and good people out there. I was I was offered help in the parking lot a couple of days ago with two gentlemen, and they were like, "I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Do it, we'd like to offer help. Is that okay?" It was just so kind. Aww. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I that it feels good when you know we can reach out to each other and just remind each other that yep, I see you and I'm here if you need me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Yep, I was thinking today, okay, you know, I asked Seth about the calendula seeds. He said, should I start them inside or should I just be patient? And he, of course, said, be patient, be patient, just wait. They're better started outside. So I'm thinking, maybe it's almost time. Maybe it's almost almost time to be able to think about putting the calendula in the garden. Mm. Around around here, the lore is that you have to wait until the oak leaves are as big as squirrel ears. Oh, I love that. Isn't that wonderful? That is wonderful. I have been trying to tune in to some lore and looking for things around here because, you know, I just don't want to be too early. I don't want to be too late. And, yeah, that's great. Wow, I love that. Wow. Yeah, because it's not like a date or a temperature or anything that you have to measure. It's a, a it's something that happens out there in nature that you can see. Right, right. It's something that's changing and it's it's chewing with nature and showing you what's going on and helping you to, me would help me to tune in to. Okay, it's time. The the leaf is, has grown enough to where it's time. I I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it could be different every year. One year that leaf could be big in April, and the next year maybe not to the end of May. So interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to you know a good sight on some oak leaves and you you make your decision of when to plant. <laughs> That's a calendula, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but we had a, a successful uh, spring ephemerals class because the trees haven't leafed out yet. 
and that's what I need for that spring ephemerals class because these are northeast woodland plants that are adapted to blooming before the trees bloom and before the trees leaf out because they need their day in the sun. And many of them have adapted to having very short bloom times. We miss the bloodroot because bloodroot blooms mm-hmm. for 24 hours. I mean, we got to see it. We got to see the root, and we made a little bit of tincture of bloodroot, but we didn't get to see it in um, flower because, yeah, it was a little warm this year. Mm. But we did uh, see coptis and dwarf ginseng and a bunch of other fun, fun plants. Nice. Shall we answer questions? Uh, yes, I think it looks like a good time for that. The dashboard has been lighting up with hands going up, so I'll remind everyone listening, if you have a question tonight, remember to press 1 on your keypad, and you will get yourself lined up in the queue. And let's see, we have five people who have raised their hand this evening. Uh, the first call is dialed in, dialed in from the 917 area code. From the 917, you are live with Susan. Hello. From the 917, hello. Mm, 917 went off to get a drink. I think so. All right. We'll go to the 503 area code. From the 503, you are live with Susan. Susan. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Mary Mayhew. Hi, Mary. What's up tonight? Um, I'm calling because I'm trying to navigate supporting a friend's child who's going through chemotherapy and he's uh, 11 years old he's in sixth grade um and he's having just you know obviously it's very very hard on him and he's suffering from tons of nausea and disrupted sleep from that and just generally is very miserable um and i wanted to just maybe learn more about navigating how i can help what what offerings i can bring to them to help him in that process. Um, I'm going to look. I'm going to look in abundantly well. Okay. And I'm going to look in deep medicine. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we have tests here at the beginning, and then we have surgery. And then we have hospitals, and then we have anesthesia, and surgery, fear as an ally. Okay, so here we go. Mm. Adaptogens Mm. enhance the cancer-killing effects of and radiation while protecting healthy cells, both during and after therapy. Daily use of one cup of infusion or 25 to 100 drops of tincture of American ginseng, 
AMLA and or Siberian ginseng during and for a year or more after treatment dependably increases survival time, reduces mortality, reduces inflammatory response, reduces all short and long-term side effects, reduces pain and fatigue, shields healthy cells from damage, inhibits mutations of genes, protects the thyroid, heart, and lungs, protects the genome, protects mm. lip. So that's fairly easy to do. Okay. Eleutherococcus centicosis, Siberian ginseng, is perhaps mm. the tastiest and most reasonably priced of the three. Amla is reasonably priced. It's Indian gooseberry, but it's extremely <laughs> sour. It yeah. makes lemon juice taste sweet. <laughs> so it can be a little hard to choke down, whereas Siberian ginseng it has a kind of natural sweetness to it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the important thing, I think, for people undergoing chemotherapy mm-hmm. is to drink nourishing herbal infusions. Do you currently drink infusions? I do, yes. He does not. You, um, so you know about nourishing herbal infusions. I, so you can make them and take nourishing herbal infusions. And one of the best ways to give them to people who are mm-hmm. undergoing chemotherapy is to freeze the infusion in an ice cube tray. And then they can suck on the ice cube or put the ice cube in any beverage of their choice. Great. Wonderful. And any of the nourishing herbal infusions um, are highly helpful and effective. One of the things that I'm told happens is that chemotherapy um, upsets the mineral balance of the body. Okay. And that frequently they actually have to stop the chemotherapy in order to get the minerals back in line. And people who consume nourishing herbal infusions during their chemotherapy don't have to stop the chemotherapy, which makes it far more effective because they don't have mineral disruptions. Right. That makes sense. Okay, great. And do that. I, the freezing really helps because then also it's like it can store that way too. So I can make a lot and give it to them and they can continue to use that. I don't have to show up every day with a new infusion. You don't have to show up every day with a new infusion. Just freeze yeah. it and ta-da, yeah. right? Yes. Great. That's, wow. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Awesome. And okay. another question they were wondering about, and it sounds like I should stick around for the interview tonight for sure, but was with, you know, a a 10-year-old how to safely maybe give them uh, cannabis for nausea specifically to just help him with that. I don't think that there's any unsafe way. Okay, sure. So maybe just any form of like a CBD that we're in Oregon, so it's 
very readily available everywhere would be fine. I'll, I'll tell you, when I sat down with a cannabis pharmacist and talked to her and talked to her about my experience of using cannabis um, mm. medicinally, um, mm. I told her that it didn't seem to me to be as an as effective when it was just CBD. And she said that yeah. that was true. Yeah. That it is yeah. definitely better when there's some THC with it. Are we concerned that he's going to get high? We're giving him chemotherapy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get Neil here. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yes. In the ordinary course of things, we would not give ten-year-old cannabis with THC, which would probably make him high. We wouldn't ordinarily do that, but we're giving this child chemotherapy. This is an unusual. I wish it were highly unusual, but it's not. Situation in which it's reasonable now to use something like that to deal with the much worse thing we're doing to this child. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Great. And then powdered, like powdered mushrooms also. Powdered mushrooms. You bet. Any kind of mushrooms, any kind of mushroom that he is willing to eat. There's a lot of mushroom chocolate out now. Yeah. Great. I could probably eat some of them. He likes chocolate. Yeah, you know, when the person when a person is is dealing with chemotherapy, we want to cater to their taste buds. Anything yeah. they want, mm-hmm. we're going to give to them and say yes, eat up. You know, if yeah. what you need to do is mix the mushrooms in with cream, do it. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. He, awesome. he he doesn't need to be restricted in any way about food now. Yeah. Sure. Okay, whatever great. He, wow. Whatever he can and is willing to eat, he should be allowed to eat yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so much, Susan. You are so welcome. What's his name? His name <coughs> is Beth. Sorry. Ben, did you say? Beck. B-E-C-K. Oh, Beck. Okay, great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was like Thank to you. know who we're talking about. It makes it... More real for me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Green blessings. Right. Green blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And there are five callers who have pressed one to raise their hand. The next caller is dialed in from the 778 area code. From the 778, you are live. Hello, Susan. Hi. Blessed Beltane Week. <laughs> Blessed Beltane Week. It's not too late to go sit right? around in your garden. <laughs> That's what I was just doing, clearing out of bed and also looking at my calendula seeds and going, hmm. <laughs> right. Is it too early? I think I'm going to wait a, co- um, a couple more weeks, but I'm getting eager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, I have some questions tonight about lumps and bumps of differing kinds. <laughs> okay. And so, I guess I'll start at my head and work down. So, I've had like a 
just a cyst, like a sebaceous cyst on the back of my skull uh, for, for many, many years, and I'm not concerned about it at all. Uh, it hasn't grown very much, just very, very slow. It's never really bothered me. Uh, I think someone like my GP found it at one point and was like, yeah, I'm not concerned, just monitor it. So anyways, not concerned. However, uh, it is a little uncomfortable sometimes now, especially like <laughs> when I'm doing yoga or like when there's any pressure on the back of my head, basically. It's not like painful. Well, it's a tiny, tiny bit painful, but I'd say more discomfort. And so I was wondering, um, I made a bunch of fresh tincture last year, and I was wondering if that would uh, potentially, if I, you know, committed to doing a lot of chickweed for the months ahead, um, if that would be helpful? Because I think I was reading about chickweed maybe being more specific to cysts in the, like, reproductive area. That's my first question, my first bump. <laughs> Don't think it would hurt for you to work with chickweed tincture. What I have seen people get success with is comfrey poultices. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There's Definitely no reason why you couldn't take so much comfrey tincture since already. you made it and do comfrey poultices yes. too, right? Amazing. Yeah. I will definitely yes. do that. <laughs> awesome. And I will report back on the progress on that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And then the other one is um, occasionally I get a sty on my eye. And of course, oh, right annoying. now, I know, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. Um, and so, of course, right now is like prime fresh chickweed season or just coming to yeah. the end. So, that's my go-to. Um, but sometimes it happens when there's no fresh chickweed available. And so, again, I was wondering, like, I feel like something topical would be best for that versus taking chickweed internally. Um, a chickweed so during, oil, the time, during the times of the year when there's no chickweed outside, do you have any plants that you tend in pots in the house? Oh, yes, I do. Well, then there should be chickweed growing in those pots. Ah, that is true. Yeah, I kept, I have a pot with chickweed in it, and I kept it outside this winter, and it kind of, like, died away. But, yeah, I could totally, like, keep it in the greenhouse or right. in my uh, sunroom for next yes. season. Chickweed is pretty hardy. I mean, it doesn't like to yeah. be, like, frozen solid. Yeah. But it would, totally. sunroom, greenhouse would be just fine. And it loves growing in, other, in pots with other plants. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a nice understory. Exactly. <laughs> That's like habitat, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> totally. Okay, so like chickweed oil, do you think that's even worth it or not so it much? It is, you know, I, I, I do not personally do a lot of oils. Mm -hmm. Um Partly because I find it amazingly easy to make way more than I can possibly give away or use. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I just have to like yeah. say, stop, stop, look, there's 20 joints of ointment over there. <laughs> <Take your pick. laughs> Between what you make 
and then other people make, and they have the same problem, so they're going to give you jars of ointment too, right? So they really accumulate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think I'll just stick with the, the chickweed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The year-round chickweed. It works so well fresh, and it's so totally. easy to have year-round. Yes. Okay. We just enjoyed and a then, salad with yeah. dinner with lots of chickweed in it. Yum, yum. Mm, so good. Um, yes. Okay. Third bump is, uh, so in my growing area and now I don't even shave anymore because every single time I would shave, even if it was like once a year, I would develop like a big cyst there in along the panty line. And, um, so I have, I don't even shave anymore, uh, cause it's just not worth it, but I still developed like a there and they're like painful and you know hard and like yeah sometimes I can like pop them and then they go down but this one is holding on so again I was wondering like oh, I think chickweed comfrey would, red clover oil would probably call that a boil yes it's much more boil like that's right more oil than a cyst because a cyst is usually not that painful, but a boil is really painful. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Aggravated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're fairly common. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of, oh, it's caused by this, it's caused by that, it's caused by the other thing. Um it's basically it's an infection. Mm-hmm. So you can use echinacea internally. Yep. And or yarrow internally. And as you have probably already found out, something hot on it will cause it to, as they say in the books, come to a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even just a warm cloth. Even say. just a warm cloth, but if if it's like mm-hmm. a hot comfrey compress or mm. hot, or hot chickweed, the chickweed that you poured boiling water over, anything like that, right? Yep. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, heat in combination with a herb if I want. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, that one's one, like, many women in my life struggle with that, too. Um, yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of the time it is, like, because of shaving or, yeah, any trimming or anything in that area. Anything like that, right, which nicks the skin and allows that infection yeah. to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, I will give all, all right. of those well, hopefully a we, we will hit we a smoother woman coming up. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. indeed. <laughs> Thank oh, you for sharing your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Oh, and I have to say, I am so so excited for the country conference. I can't believe it's coming up so soon. And uh, I submitted a comfrey short, so I'm excited to Yay! see yeah, if that plays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, far out. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was even thinking of doing another one because since I recorded that first one, I have like so many more firsthand experiences with Comfrey um, for me, my family, and some clients of mine. So yeah, I might, I might get on that. <laughs> no time do it, running do it, do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Green blessings. Green blessings. Love you. <laughs> Love to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And there are four callers. Got to press one to raise their hand. Next caller has dialed in from the 570 area code. From the 570, you are live with Susan. Hi, Susan. Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm really enjoying today. How about you? Okay. Yeah, it was. I'm from Northeast Pennsylvania, so I'm not too far from you. It was a beautiful day here. Really beautiful so, day. Yeah. Um, I'm calling in because uh, I have a question regarding um, uh, my circulation. I think I'm having a circulatory issue. Um, I have. Some, I have a lot of spider veins and the beginning of some um, varicose veins in the back of my knees. Mm-hmm. And my fingers get a little numb. Uh, and um, they even turn white, like all the blood just goes from them. And my... Um, my big toenail on my left foot, it sometimes turns like a little blue. It's got like a blue uh, tinge to it. And I'm just, I'm getting a little concerned. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all I'm those thinking. things sound concerning to me, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a few questions, please. Sure. Tell me about your diet. Uh, well, um, I get up in the morning and I have a couple eggs. Uh, I make spelt bread, so I have a piece of spelt toast with that. Um, and then like an hour later, I, I crave sweets, like really bad. And the banana smoothies seem to help with that. And then for lunch, I'll have like, um, I don't know, I just made fish today. Uh, with a salad and a uh, sweet potato. And uh, I pretty much try to try to eat, like, you know, good, clean food. But um, I do like my good. ice cream every now and again. And then I buy potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We have, to, we have to spoil ourselves. I know. <laughs> There's a difference between enjoying sweet and craving sweet, however. And craving sweet usually is an indication that our bodies are mineral-deprived and that we need to up the amount of minerals in our diet. So you've just very briefly told me about your diet, and I'm not making any kind of judgments about it at all, but one thing that I do know that can be helpful is that circulation depends on having adequate amounts of iron 
and that iron has to be in hemoglobin, and it has to carry oxygen along with it, and B12 is critical in that process. So you're getting some good animal foods. It might be that you need a little more red meat in your diet, but it certainly sounds to me like you would benefit from having at least half a cup of well-cooked greens on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And by well-cooked, I mean cooked for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's kale or collards or Swiss chard or lamb's quarter, amaranth, spinach, lots of choices. Mm-hmm. We just had a, a, you know, a little of this and a little of that left over from the greens that we had been eating over the past week. There was like a little Swiss chard left over, and there was a little collars left over, and there was a little lamb's quarters left over, and we were kind of looking at them. And we, we, my sweetheart and I looked at each other, and it was like the light bulb went off in our heads at the same time. I said, do we have a pie crust in the freezer? He said, yeah. And we went, quiche. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love quiche. Yeah. Right? I love quiche. Mm -hmm. Easy way to get your cooked greens. Cook those greens for an hour or two, Mm -hmm. and then just eat them or put them in a quiche. Okay. Yeah, because I have a hard time. I have a hard time with the greens. Um, I do try to put them in the banana smoothie when I make the smoothie, but uh, I like the kale. That's the very last thing in the world that I want you to do. I know, the cold food. A really lethal. And yep. the difficulty with the smoothie is that it's supercharging you for diabetes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would think that drinking nourishing herbal infusion on a daily basis, if you're not already doing that, mm-hmm. could bring more minerals to your diet. Right. Are you drinking nourishing herbal infusions right now? I just made a nettle infusion yesterday, so I'm trying to incorporate them back in. Yeah. So you you weighed out an ounce of nettle? Yes. Put it in a quart jar, filled it with boiling water, let Mm -hmm. it steep four hours overnight, and it's strained and in the refrigerator ready for you to enjoy. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I did have some blood work done, and they, um, they noticed that, I forget the what the test was, but uh, I'm. They said that uh, I'm. I have a potential for clotting. Okay, nettle should help to prevent that clotting. Okay. Okay. Nettle is one of the richest sources of vitamin K. Mhm. Okay. And vitamin K is so active in preventing clotting that previously, when people were put on blood thinners, they were told they couldn't consume any nettle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the greens, right? Right, but the newer blood thinners, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not taking any pharmaceuticals. I, I haven't. Oh, good for you. I haven't taken any, yeah. So um, let's let's get let's get some cooked greens into your diet. Let's get some more nourishing herbal infusions, which is another way to get the 
mineral greens, right? Those greens from the minerals from the nettle and the, and the oat straw and the comfrey and the red clover and the linden. And um, the spider veins and the varicose veins are often hereditary. What do your mom's legs look like? Uh, my mom had, uh, yeah, she had the same issue. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's not that you have bad circulation, that that is happening. Okay. It's that you chose a family line where that occurs. Mm-hmm. And there are herbs like witch hazel and horse chestnut that can help reduce that. Mm-hmm. I just started taking the horse chestnut. There you go. Okay. How about Gochicola? Uh... Gochicola is a lovely herb. I always, um, during Green Goddess Week, we're together for seven days. So we have one of the five nourishing herbal infusions for one, two, three, four, five days. And then we've got two more days. So I make a bunch mm-hmm. of, you can also have infusion of this. Like we were just previously talking about Eleutherococcus and Amla mm-hmm. and cleavers and go to cola and chickweed and violet leaf and just a, you know elder elderberry hibiscus there's a lot of herbs that you can make infusion with that aren't scented mm-hmm. and that work just fine as infusion and it's interesting to me we may make mullen milk which ones get drunk up right away and which ones hang out and the go to cola always hangs out yeah People just are not mm-hmm. really very interested in it. I guess it is a little astringent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it, is that that astringency is kind of hard to love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if, well, I I made it uh, in a tea blend, and I, I can't I can't remember. My memory is, is going, but I can't remember what I put, uh, what else I put in it. But it, uh, I think I did the hibiscus. And uh, lemongrass, that's what it was. I put some lemongrass in there, too, and it was oh, a nice. nice tea. But I'm a Vata Constitution, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm cold all the time. So I did the raw vegan diet, oh, I would say for almost a year, about five years ago, and I realized that was a huge And you have not recovered me. from that yet. I'm, I'm, that's exactly what I'm feeling, correct. Which is yeah. which is why my first suggestion was more red meat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm having a hard time getting uh, getting my hands on good clean meat. Uh, there's a farmer down in uh, Bird in Hand, Pennsylvania, where he has just gone to court. He's not allowed to sell any of his meats now because the government wants him to um, get a license, and you know we he ships to a lot of people across the U.S. And we're all pretty upset about it because I, I was, uh, I, I, I can't get any meats in my area either because I'm not driving right now. So, but it's hard for me to um, get my hands on some good clean meats and I'm really struggling there. So, but. At this point, any meat would be better than none. In terms mm. of your health. True, yeah. 
And this, what you're doing is something that we frequently find people doing around any kind of food, that they hold out for the very, very best. And I have certainly have nothing against that, nothing wrong with it at all. But better to eat what's available while you're looking for the very best. Right. Rather than hold out and not eat that while you're looking for the very best. Mm-hmm. True. Right. Yeah, I'm being a little so, stubborn. The, the unfortunate <laughs> fact of the matter is that any one of us can go to whatever lengths we want to to eat clean food, to have organic food. But the environment that we live in, the air, the soil, the water, nonetheless, is contaminated with a big range of chemicals. Right. And right. So I'm all for supporting organic, and I certainly eat organic whenever I can, but not to the extent that it prevents me from eating well and enjoying my food. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. Um, I, I'm having some. Uh, I, I'm not drinking enough water. I know that too. So uh, I'm not hydrating enough. Well, I actually suggest that people don't drink water at all, but oh, that they really? drink at least, at least a quart of nourishing infusion a day. Okay. All right. And if after drinking your quart of nourishing herbal infusion, you're still thirsty. And there's mm-hmm. no particular reason to be thirsty if you're drinking a quart of fluid a day, there, mm-hmm. unless there is a reason, like you're working a job or you lose a lot of fluids or you're taking a medication that causes you to pee a lot. But in mm-hmm. general, um, a quart of fluid a day, a quart of infusion a day is good. Um, a cup of coffee is a great addition, a cup of black tea, a cup of tea, a cup of hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. All excellent things to drink and far better than water, which doesn't help your mineral balance. Right, right. I do put a pinch of uh, Celtic sea salt in when I when I drink the water, you know. But um, I, I know, yeah, I but nourishing herbal infusion has a right. thousand times more minerals than a pinch of sea salt. Right, right. Yeah, I have to get serious about getting back on them. Because uh, my yeah. fingers are getting numb, and it's got me really concerned. So, but um, yeah, I, I also wanted to ask you. Um, I'm, I think I'm having, I'm dealing with a fungal issue. Um, I sometimes I get up in the morning and I'm just really, really foggy, and I notice when I do eat like the sweets or the starches, um, I just, I, I get like. Uh, just brain fog, you know, and very dizzy, and I can't handle the sun. I can't even sit out in the sun and enjoy the sun anymore. Um, So uh, I can call in next week and see if I can catch you on that issue because I really wanted to – I had a really bad sinus infection um, that I was working on, and I'm – you know, I just keep adding to it with the sugar, though, you know, and the starches, so I have to lay off that. Well, I don't agree. No? I don't agree. 
Basically, everything you eat turns into sugar. The body fuels itself with glycogen. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you're fueling, you know, some kind of infection, um, unless you're eating far more sugar than, than what your sample diet, I mean, your sample diet didn't have a lot of sugar in it. Right, right. It had a but little sugar a... in it, but not yeah, like yeah. 50% of your calories. Yeah, I had three bananas today. <laughs> I had okay. three, three bananas. I understand, but <laughs> that's banana, not sugar. Okay. And it doesn't feed infections. Is all okay. I'm saying. Okay. All right. That that if if right now if what you need are all those bananas, good. I suspect that once you start drinking nourishing herbal infusions and eating some meat. Even mm-hmm. if it's slightly dirty meat, that you're mm-hmm. not going to want three bananas a day. Okay. That's what. Right. That's I what I'm definitely. saying. Sure, I'll definitely try that. But but right now you are paying attention to your body, and there's nothing wrong with paying attention to your body. And it's mm-hmm. somewhat confusing for both you and your body. If your body says, "I'd like this," and you say, "Okay, I'll get it for you," and then you say, "Bad body." I know, yeah. Right? It's just like, wow, you wouldn't parent a child like that, would you? No. <laughs> no. no. If, the par- if the child said, I want this toy, and then you buy the t- toy for the child, and you said, what a bad child you are for wanting that toy, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to be kind to yourself. You don't have to guilt trip yourself for doing it. I know, I know, that's true. I know, that's why when I have the banana smoothie, I'm like, I'll stop feeling guilty. It tastes way too good to feel guilty. (laughs) It tastes way too good to feel guilty. Excellent, 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 right? You're taking care of yourself. That is admirable. That is fine. And you can get some new things, new ways to take care of yourself with the nourishing herbal infusions and eating Mm -hmm. some red meat and Please call in a month or sooner to talk mm-hmm. about your sinus infection. But I was thinking in a month so you could tell us how things are going for you. Sure, sure. Well, but I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you can't call back next week because you said you wanted to. You certainly can. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I know, and it's. I usually fall asleep. I've been wanting to call you now for the past two or three weeks, and I've been falling asleep really early because so, I get up early. So I'm glad I caught you, though. And I really Me too, me too. Thank you so much, and uh, green blessings. Green blessings. Good night. Good night. All right, and our four callers with their hands raised, and the next one is dialed in from the 828 area code. From the 828, you are live with Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm so grateful. You're welcome. What's up? Um, hi, I'm I'm calling because um, over the last probably two weeks, um, I've been having um, some health difficulties um, that I'm most readily able to explain as um, perhaps something with my blood or an electrolyte imbalance. Um, I um, wake up in the morning feeling really good and then sometimes around like, 3.30, 4.30, I just um, become um, 
dizzy, um, some um, black spots on my vision, difficulty concentrating, um, fatigue, and um, and I and I think to drink water because it feels like oh wow I feel like this is dehydration, but then if I drink water it actually makes it worse. But so the last two weeks I've been this is kind of a, a more of a regular practice is I've been like I haven't been drinking any water water I'm drinking water with salt and honey and um lemon juice in it just to try to get something to like stick but I just are I'm, you like, drinking mm-hmm. nourishing herbal infusion so I the the answer is almost um I drink every morning I drink tea I drink nettles I drink with straw I drink doesn't but I, I don't necessarily do an doesn't entire count. ounce. It doesn't um, count. It doesn't count. Okay. A cup of nettle tea has five milligrams of calcium. A quart of nettle infusion has a thousand milligrams of calcium. It does not count. Okay. Yeah, I, I just um, need to make the I just infusion. use what I have at the moment. But I do try to do steep it overnight. I put in as 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 um I drink a lot of green dried herbs, um but I don't mm-hmm. measure it out. I don't believe I'm hitting an ounce every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of green dried herbs such as nettles, um, sometimes red raspberry, um, tulsi. I have a lot that dried um, lemon balm. I have Please do not infuse lemon balm or tulsi. It is okay. not appropriate to infuse any herb that has a scent. Okay. Letting them steep overnight is very bad for your health. Oh, okay. Lemon balm and Tulsi are teas. They are for short steeping. Small okay. amount of dried herb steeped for three to five minutes. Okay. They contain volatile oils, and those volatile oils, when extracted and concentrated by infusing can damage your kidneys. Hmm. Okay. So this is one of the reasons why I don't mix a lot of herbs together. I say to people, hey, if you want to mix herbs together, Mix herbs together for a tea and use a you know, a teaspoon of it in a cup of hot water and don't steep it for very long. But that's totally different than nourishing herbal infusions. They're not just herbal infusions, they're nourishing herbal infusions. And the herbs that I most strongly promote for nourishing herbal infusions are herbs that are extremely rich in protein, like stinging nettle red clover, comfrey, oat straw. These are some of the most protein-rich herbs in the world. There are also herbs that are extraordinarily rich in minerals so that they restore the electrolyte balance, the mineral balance of the body within days. A tea simply can't do that because it doesn't contain enough minerals in a strong enough concentration to really make a difference to your blood. Okay. So if you have 
like only a little nettle, then it's better to brew the whole ounce of nettle in a quart and drink that than it is to drink it little by little. Okay. It's not like drinking it little by little. You're getting what you would get if you actually made the infusion. Okay. And when you buy herb from Frontier, by the pound, it's pretty reasonably priced. I find that that people are sometimes um, amazed at how much less it costs to buy it by the pound than it does to go out to the store and get it by the ounce. That's good to do. Yeah, and that encourages you. I mean, if you're drinking infusion um, on a daily basis, then you're going to be using two pounds of herb a month. Yeah. Right. So buying an ounce or two usually means that your infusion drinking is erratic, whereas when you buy a pound, and especially if you buy a pound of each of the five herbs, then you're set up to really do the infusion in a way that will be extraordinarily beneficial to your body. Excuse me. (laughs) That's okay. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) You know, we love tears. I love tears. Tears are not a problem. In a way, like... The gold of our emotions. I was at a Native American storytelling session once, and this Native woman told the story, and I just sat there and I just cried and cried. There was something about that story that was just so moving to me. And at the end of the the storytelling, when it was all over, uh, she walked down off the stage and she walked up to me and she put her necklace around my neck and she said, "That's a thank you for your tears." Oh. You never, never need to be ashamed of crying. Crying is blessing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just worried that maybe I've given myself kidney damage or something. You're worried that candida? Is that what you're saying? Uh, kidney damage or something you suggested? Uh-huh. I don't think so. And you know what? The kidneys replace themselves every six weeks. That's good. So <laughs> I think I think you're gonna be okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Accentuate the positive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess around with Mister Negative. Thank you, Susan. Green blessings. Good night. Green blessings. All right, and our next caller is dialed in from the 917 area code. From the 917, you are live with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi. Hi, how are you? Enjoying the day. How about you? I am well. This is Joelle. I know I haven't spoken to you in a long time, but I just had like a baby, and I had two quick questions for you. Um about First of all, congratulations. Thank you. She was born in the snowstorm. 
on April 19th. Oh, my goodness. Yep, River <laughs> delivered her because we called the midwife too late. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were just talking about you all the other day. We had work exchange weekend. We were saying, oh, so nice and different. You all were here with us. I wonder how they're doing. So how perfect did you oh, call we want, them? So- we want to come. We want to come on the 14th. Um, I will be, oh, you know, obviously. <laughs> Great. You and we, yes. we must have been thinking of each other at the same time. Exactly. Um uh, I yes. said, well, so you know, just, that, was, that was COVID. There was no other show in town. Now, you know, we're like. <laughs> oh, we've missed you. We've missed you. Aww. We've just been busy. Uh, and what's your baby's name? Her name is Aziza Era Storm Ruan. Storm, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. And Era means snow in Welsh, so it's, it's Aziza uh, Snowstorm. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Aziza means fairy in uh, in some African countries. So in English, her name is Fairy Snowstorm. Fairy Snowstorm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite funny. Ah, uh, my gosh. Yes. yes. So okay, you're called to talk about? Yes, I have two quick questions. One is about yeah. CBD and THC. I think you mentioned earlier, you know, using them in a uh, matrix with each other. I haven't yes. used either of them. I took one CBD gummy since I've had her, um, and I did use CBD a little bit during the pregnancy. But uh, and I haven't been craving any THC or anything like that. I'm just curious what you think about, like, if I have pain because I actually have been having a lot of pain in my back as I'm recovering. Um, something that's either two to one CBD to THC and I have half of it or something like that. What, I don't know, just your opinion on that. I have a pretty at ease take about cannabis okay. and children. Mm-hmm. First of all, cannabis is not addictive. Yes. There's yes. no addictive pathway for cannabis. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're exposing your child to alcohol or caffeine or tobacco, all of which are addictive. Right. And we wisely um, do our best to keep those things away from our kids because we don't want them right. to be addicted. Cannabis, on the other hand, um, is your use of it is not going to addict your child. And if you use you a hat mom, then your kid benefits. Right. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my sense of it. As with anything, and I'm just saying this for the other people because I know I don't have to say it to you. Um, right. Moderation is the key. Right. Right. We're not talking about... Um, Smoking 20 times a day here. Oh, gosh. Or no. taking, you know, a, a, a gummy every hour. We're talking about using what you need for pain relief. And if you get more pain relief with something that has some THC with the CBD, I, I think that fairy snowstorm can handle it. What do you think? 
So her her name was it was not intentional. It's just funny to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Can I ask you? Do you have time for the other question? Yes. Yes. Okay. So in um, the childbearing year, there's a I don't remember what page it is, but it says uh, to have one infusion to rotate through one infusion a week during breastfeeding, and I just wanted to ask if that's something you stand by or if you think we should just go one a day. Or, you know, one, um, like rotate through the normal one. Uh, the idea behind that was mm-hmm. that people hadn't been drinking infusions, and oh, okay. so if they did one for a week, and if either they or the baby was going to have a reaction to it, it would be very clear which one it was. Reaction can sometimes take a day or two or even three to develop. Right. So if you're switching them around and you're kind of inexperienced and you don't know and you have a reaction or the baby has a reaction, you could get freaked out enough to stop drinking them altogether. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. And I just don't want that to happen. Yes. But you're you're an old hand at infusions. Correct. And your baby's been drinking infusions in the womb. Yes. So I don't think you're going to have any kind of reaction. Okay. And I have been rotating through them. I know how all of them make me feel. I've actually been doing a bit more healthier than I thought I would just because of because it's so soothing, and I use that as my, like, supplemental if I run out of uh, one, then I go to Althea. I always have Wonderful. Wonderful, yes. How perfect. Okay, awesome. I, I have a tag-on question to that question. Yes. Should I um, stick with, for example, Comfrey for my one to three quarts? one to two quarts, sorry, or if there's metal in the fridge as well, can I just finish the metal oh, and absolutely. go on to the counter? Yes, we we do that all the time. If there's okay. some left the previous day, we finish that before we start the new days. Okay, great. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. So that's it. That's all. But, that was... And the people who don't use it as hair rinse or to water the plants. Oh, I do that too. And I've been using the oh, it's, so it's all good. To sit back. Okay. Exactly. So which, however, yes. you, if you drink it up, which is my preference, or if you water the plants with it, which the plants prefer. <laughs> sometimes exactly. I the last the plants say, "Oh, come on, give us some." Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations again to both of you for Thank doing you. such a good job of bringing. Another being here to the playground. Thank you so much, Susan. Green blessings. Green blessings. Good night. All right. We've got about three minutes before our guests are scheduled to join us. Uh, We have two hands raised. The next is from the 646 area code. From the 646, you're live with Susan. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. 
Susan, it's an absolute honor to speak to you. I'll make it quick. Um, I just firstly want to say that I listen to you and Sarah Allen every day while I'm doing my driving job. Um, and yeah, you keep me company, so I really appreciate it. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about, but I'll just do one today. Um, I've got, I suffer with candida and um, I have done for many years and I have um I've always had issues with my feet and I I have a really bad jocks itch um at the top of my legs uh which is and and in my buttocks and it's like it's so uh, it just affects me so bad um and has done for years and I've tried the sprays and different things like that to get rid of it but um I would love your advice on well, you know, think. there's an herb that when I started studying herbal medicine was used like all the time in every situation. They would put golden mm. seal in, and I don't like to taste the golden seal. It's really bitter. And so I kind of vowed mm. not to use golden seal. But it is a really good fungicide, and jock itch is a fungus. And right. golden, seal, golden seal is pretty good at getting rid of it. Have you tried it at this point? Not golden seal, no. I did try some wormwood. Um, not, not a very good fungicide. Horsetail is a pretty no. good fungicide, but I, for jock itch, golden yeah. seal is what I think of. And as okay. bad as it sounds like it is, what you might want to do and can yeah. decide for yourself is to either get like a little pan that you can sit your buttocks in yeah. So that you sit in the golden seal or even take a pair of cotton underwear and soak it in the golden seal and then wear them sopping wet. Okay. You have to sit in the bathtub or wear, you know, okay. get a pair of um, plastic pants, which they make in other sizes. And then you can wear a wet golden seal under the plastic pants. <laughs> but okay, you want to get so that perfect. golden seal in contact with all of the areas for a okay. sufficient length of time for it to really act on those tissues. And here we have a place where hysterical hygiene comes into play because yeah. fungal spores tend to be in your environment. So they're in all of your underwear and they're in your towels and they're in your sheets. So what has yeah. happened is that the things you've used have gotten rid of it, but you just got it back again. Keeps coming back, right? Okay. And Keeps coming I, back. So you've got to wash all those things in hot, hot, hot water and then do a, a rinse with vinegar. It doesn't have to be pure okay. vinegar, but it needs to be some vinegar in the water if at all possible sun dry them because the sun, of course, is a tremendous killer of fungal spores. Okay. Much, much, okay. much better than heat. So a little hysterical hygiene goes a long way. And oh, you don't sounds... have to do it forever, just just once while you're doing the golden seal soaks yeah. so that you don't okay, reinfect yourself. I'll do that. Can I just ask, could it, could it be made into a salve or anything like that, like um, the golden seal? And, and It could, but the, you know, when you area. have fungal infection, the last thing you want is beeswax. Ah, uh, okay. Irritate, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, fantastic. So really, I'll, I'll give it a go. Applying, applying it 
if the if it's sufficiently oozy, you could sprinkle golden seal powder on it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just it's just very red raw. You know, it's more around my legs than my actual buttocks, and that, I think that's uh, I'd love to. Um, yeah. So use your imagination. There. But keep it to the powder or some water-based thing. If you need to soak like a towel in it and wrap the towel around your upper thigh, that works. Okay. That sounds more durable, easier maybe. Okay. Yeah, I used to Ooh. scavenge my mom's napkins. I loved her linen napkins because she wouldn't use them once they were stained. And I'm like, yeah, these are great for comfort. Right, here we go. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, thank you. I'll call next week for my, uh, my other thing, okay? Lovely. Wonderful green blessings. Good night. Thank you, green blessings. Good night. Do we have Carrie and Cheryl with us? Yes, we do. They are here in the queue. Carrie Carr is the leader of the Gathering Grove, a family-friendly, earth-based spiritual group. She's been practicing her craft for over 30 years and is currently working on her ninth book, her writing appears in pagan magazines as well as elsewhere. Carrie is a cancer survivor, and she holds a medical marijuana card in Illinois where she lives with her husband, son, and a plethora of critters. She graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a B.A. in communications and is working to convert a portion of her land into a spiritual sanctuary. Cheryl Crybaby Cryer is the owner of Crybaby Wellness and Fat Sam's for Pets, premium brand specializing in plant-based wellness products for humans and pets since 2014. She's a formulator, educator, and a maker, sells her products at small shops, and two physical therapists and body workers and specialty food service professionals. Cheryl received her MBA in 2004 and recently earned a certificate in medicinal plants from Cornell University. I didn't even know that Cornell University offered a certificate in medicinal plants. The first time I visited Cornell University and went to the herb garden and they showed, showed us Mullen and I said, you can use that medicinally. They told me I could leave the class if I was going to talk like that. <laughs> now they're offering certificates. I love it. There, uh, the book CBD for your health, mind, and spirit advice, recipes, and meditations to alleviate alleviate ailments and connect to spirit is being published by Llewellyn this year in 2022 and features Cheryl's expert contributions to the resurgent demand for herbal wellness resources. Poised to be an essential guide for those just beginning their journey with CPD. It ranges from recipes to mind-body-spirit-connectedness through mindful tips, affirmations, meditations, and more. Welcome to the show, Carrie and Cheryl. Hi, thank, thank you. you. How is it that you two are working together? Um, um, that's well, a great question. It Go is. Ahead, Cheryl, Cheryl, you tell this. Oh, and you tell it. You tell it better. Cheryl remembers okay. us meeting before I did. <laughs> well, because I was awestruck. So um, Carrie and I have the same circles, I'd say, in northern Illinois in um, doing um, some pop-ups together and things like that. And I remember Carrie popped up at a market that I was doing, and she had her book uh, coming out, Wake, Bake, and Meditate. 
and I was just really impressed by that. And I, I, I was maybe in my first or second year in business, and I was just really impressed. Um, and then later that year, Carrie said, uh, sent me a message one day and said, hey, my publisher is asking me to write a book about CBD, and I'm looking at all these sources and all this research. What do you think? You know, where would you point me if we were, you know, going to – you know, if I if I were going to be learning about this, because Carrie's expertise um, is more on the high THC, you know, cannabis or marijuana side, I guess. Uh, so I uh, just listed for her all the things that I thought were good and the the resources, um, and then it just it just continued from there. It was been a lovely uh, Carrie. Has it been? Were, was it two years we were working on the book, or shorter I, than that? Yeah, it, it was like two years. It 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 had to be, yeah. It had to be about two years ago when we started. It was during the beginning of the pandemic, I think. I'm pretty sure it was beginning of yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it was before that even because I remember um, coming back and then saying, "Well, hey, uh, do you have any customer testimonials?" And I'm like, "Well, you betcha, I do." Um, and then I went back to my. You know what? You're right. We were we were going to meet for lunch, <laughs> and, yes, then and then the pandemic hit. It, it was hit, before, but, yeah. 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 So, you know, and then things get delayed and moved, but I would say we worked back and forth and, you know, and I was so honored because I, w I would give my last thing that I thought Carrie would want or need. And then she would say, well, hey, tell me about this or tell me about your dog, Fat Sam, or tell me about uh, any recipes that maybe you'd like to add or do you have any more recipes? So. It's been really fun. Um, I never thought that my name would even be on the cover of the book, um, and I'm I'm happy and proud that it is, especially being right next to Carrie. Oh, it's oh, so you sweet. You're too yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> what a sweet story. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, you were saying, well, maybe it's marijuana instead of cannabis. And, in fact, I'm sure you know, cannabis is the botanical name. Yes. yes. So, and marijuana is just a slang name. As a matter of fact, it was a made-up name to try to put it down. Yes. And nothing against it, but, you know, herbalists and people who use correct names call it cannabis, whether it has THC or CBD or both THC and CBD. For people who may not know what we're talking about, would you explain what CBD is and what THC is? I guess I'll take that one. Okay. Uh, so, well, well let's start. You, you had said that about how it's all cannabis, and it is all cannabis. The difference between what people buy that has THC and what people generally buy for CBD is that they kind of call the CBD one more hemp so that people know it doesn't have as much THC in it. So now what was the question? See, I'm losing my mind already. It is such a day to day. Telling <laughs> 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 people what THC is, is and what It feels like Monday to me. So CBD and THC are both cannabinoids that come in the cannabis plant, whether it's a hemp plant or a cannabis sativa or cannabis indica plant, they all have little tiny bits of different cannabinoids, and some of them have 
higher amounts of different cannabinoids. So some plants are going to have really high amounts of CBD and very little amounts of THC, which is that 0.3% is the dividing line where they say if it has more than that, it's not hemp. Less than that is hemp. So then THC is a different cannabinoid that has a different effect. Both CBD and THC are cannabinoids that work with your body's endocannabinoid system. We have a system made to work with this stuff, which is why it works so well. The, the cannabinoid pain relieving system, there are two pain relieving systems in the body, the opioid and the cannabinoid. The opioid system leads to addiction all the time. It, of course, depends on the dose and the duration of the dose, whether or not you get addicted. But if you do take enough for a long enough time, you do get addicted. And it's not a matter of willpower. Getting oh, I'm sure I was addicted and I, I never knew. I didn't, yeah. We didn't realize back then that that's what it was. I just They kept giving me more and more, and I was always in pain. And they never took anything away. They just always added... On more and more. more. So at one point, I was taking like six different types. Yeah. The CBD system has no possibility of addictive behavior. And as you have probably found, wow, as you use CBD to relieve pain, you need less and less of it. Yes. Yeah. Whereas with opioids, you always need more and more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the word hemp is just so we can all um, sleep at night, I suppose, right? It's the the 0.3%. It allows us to call it hemp, but it's all the same plant. Um, Yes. Yeah. So the the word hemp, uh, you know, and this is what I say too when I'm when I'm educating people. Hemp is cannabis all day long, and if you can't get past that, we we need to talk about it more. Uh, Hemp is cannabis. All day, <laughs> no matter what, no matter how you slice it. <laughs> no matter how you slice it, it's camp is cannabis, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can and, roll it up and smoke it, and it's still cannabis. <laughs> it's still cannabis. It, you know, and it'll do a little something for you. I've smoked camp. It's not much fun, but you can do it. <laughs> and... Uh, Again, not addictive. Simply no way to be addicted. And last week we were talking about addiction, and um, we made the point that addiction means a physical addiction. Because someone was saying, oh, well, I'm addicted to reading. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to go into delirium trends if your reading material is taken away from you. So you're not actually addicted. You're habituated. And can you get habituated to cannabis? Of course you can get habituated to cannabis. We've all seen people get habituated to cannabis. And especially if you smoke it for pain relief, and I I smoke it for pain relief, I take tincture for pain relief, and I take oil for pain relief. So um, I have certainly seen people um, who 
smoke it, and then they smoke some more, and then they smoke some more, and then they smoke some more, and, and you do get a lessening effect there. So you you do have to, um, if you're going to be using it by smoking it, give yourself some space with that. Do you yes. find this, you can get the same thing tolerance. is true when people are taking, like, uh, CBD gummies, that they can overdo it? I haven't ever had that experience myself. I'm not going to say that somebody else might not, but I have never had that experience myself. Of course, there's lots of people going to the hospital having eaten too much cannabis. Yeah. And now in some kind of, um, kind of, you know, minor freak out that their heart is beating fast or their heart isn't beating, which it really is, but they don't think it is. Um, I find that much more common among people who eat it. Yeah. Well, it's pretty pretty easy to overdo it. It is easy to overdo it because you're saying it doesn't happen to you. That doesn't happen to Carrie. It hasn't happened to me either, but I've seen other people it happen to, especially with ingestibles. Um, You know, they may take one and wait. Uh, an hour and it's supposed to be kicking in, but maybe it isn't because their absorption is different than, you know, their neighbor or their friend. Um, and then they may take another one because, well, I didn't feel it yet. Well, then all of a sudden uh, they start, uh, uh, you know, kicking in and then they've taken too much and they can, you know, vomit or uh, be dizzy or, you know, heart racing, sweating, uh, feeling awkward. Uh, but that's that's the THC part that's doing that. We don't see that with high dosing or if you take too much uh, CBD or uh, hemp-derived CBD. Uh, we, we don't see that. Um, no. I haven't. I, I agree with you. I think it's the THC that does that, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I, of course, especially saw that in the Mideast with people who ate um, hashish. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Edibles are interesting um, because they have a longer life too. Where when you're smoking, um, when you're smoking, you're getting it into your bloodstream very fast, and it's going uh, right to your brain, and um, it's it's fast acting, and the life is shorter. But when you're ingesting, uh, whether it's through tincture or gummy or brownie or whatever, whatever it is, <clears throat> uh, that life is longer than uh, it's, it's going to peak a little bit further out, um, you know, and uh, last, you know, it can last a full day even uh, and still feel some maybe a little tired effect or something like that. But all of that uh, is, from my experience, is like you said, in the high THC um, stuff with with CBD or hemp derived CBD, um, the legal limit is so low of THC that you're really not, um, you know, you're not experiencing that. And the CBD without the THC does offer excellent pain relief. Yes, it does topically and ingesting. Talk a little bit about the difference that you've seen between taking it topically and ingesting it in terms of pain relief. Sure. Carrie, do you want me to talk about that or would you like to? 
No, you go ahead. You're, you're good on that. Sure. <laughs> sure. So my experience is um, I make a topical and I, I do bottle uh, oil drops. They call them tincture in industry, but truly they're not a tincture because they're oil-based. Um, so I make oil drops that absorb, you know, through your mucous membrane or a topical. When you're experiencing pain, um, it depends on the type of pain. So if you're going to ingest a CBD through an oil drop or a gummy, that's going to help reduce your systemic inflammation and help you systemically with pain. So um, if you're maybe having an autoimmune flare-up or um, neuropathy, we see that in neuropathy, um, things like that, uh, an RA flare-up, um, <clears throat> or just chronic pain, you know, say you have a chronic back pain. A topical is going to help exactly where you put it on your body. So let's say you have a, a bad knee or low back pain or neck pain. You can apply a topical, and it's going to act, you know, like a tiger balm or uh, spicy hot or something like that uh, to, work, uh, to work right there on the spot. Now, there are some times where you may want to combine them, um, and oftentimes we see that in people with autoimmune illness, um, and more uh, severe uh, pain or, or even neuropathy, like I'd mentioned, uh, for that, you know, they do a two-prong. So they ingest it to help reduce the inflammation throughout their body, and then they use the topical directly um, on the area, you know, say it's a shoulder or hands or whatnot. Yes, that's why I'm using it in three different ways. Yes. Right, so... I can start off the day with some cannabis tinctured in vodka, fresh buds, fresh flowers tinctured in vodka, and that gives me pretty instant pain relief, and even though there's THC, I'm not absorbing as much of the THC in the alcohol base as I am of the CBD, mm-hmm. and I'll take some a few drops of CBD oil at that point, too, and why they decided to call it tincture, I don't know, because it's certainly not, and it's very confusing to people. Um, Thinking that that is going to, you know, bloom by the time the tincture has waned. Yes. So that I get that, that, you know, longer term throughout the day, and then by the time all of that has been used up, which is usually by the afternoon, I'm ready to sit down and have a smoke. So nice. The pain relief (laughs) is fairly good. And for (laughs) me, it also, like, reactivates the oil that I took earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me one of your favorite stories about helping somebody with CBD. Terry, tell her about the chicken. <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> Wait, Cheryl's going to bring up the chicken. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell about my chicken. Um, we've raised chickens for a really long time, and there are babies. They're not just chickens. These are our pets. They're our babies. And I went outside one day, and there was a terrible ruckus coming from the pen. And as I walked around the side of the pen, it took me a second to realize what I was actually seeing. And, and what I was seeing was that a hawk had gone into the pen, which has a seven-foot fence around it, and 
carried one of our birds out over the fence and had her on the ground. And I thought, I thought she was already dead. And I was about to, I, I almost kicked the hawk. Okay. I wasn't thinking I took a step, but I was going to kick the hawk and it flew and it left my bird sitting there. And I picked her up and I went and I just put her in the garage and she, she looked like she was dead. I mean, there was, she wasn't in good shape. She looked, she looked dead. And I went back and the hawk was up in a tree. And so we're kind of yelling and screaming and just getting the hawk to go away and get away from the other birds. And my husband immediately started putting a new uh, uh, deer uh, netting over the rest of the pen and everything. And I go back into the garage and I realized she wasn't gone. And she was comatose and we didn't know what to do. Our vet that we used to have for the farm animals had retired. So we didn't have a new farm animal vet and it's the chicken. <laughs> and we started just like, I'm like, if we don't do something, she's going to die of starvation or no water to begin with. So we decided to take a dropper and see if we would drop water into her mouth, what would happen? And she responded. Her little tongue just started going like she wanted the water, so we kept giving her water, and then we started giving her CBD three times a day and the water for a couple of days, and then we were able to start adding gruel to it, and you could, she started getting better, and it took two weeks for her CBD oil, yes? Uh, Yes, we were giving her CBD oil, and it was Cheryl's CBD oil. I bought it from Cheryl. And we just kept giving her CBD three times a day, kept giving her water drops. Then we started adding food to it. And she, this was years ago. We still have her. She, she oh, made my gosh. It. That's she amazing. One eye. And Carrie dedicated and our book uh, to her yeah. as well. And my dog, mm-hmm. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. There you go. And Sam. And Sam somewhere. We have she, Sam and Zena. <laughs> yes. My, my son goes out and makes videos showing the chicken that she's in the book, and the, the chicken doesn't care. She doesn't care. I didn't get a book for She doesn't even care. We, I mean, we really we had a nurse her. She was, it was sad. It was really sad. But we didn't know if she would make it or not. And, she finally started standing up, and she couldn't stand. She'd fall right over. She had no equilibrium, oh. and she's she's fine now. She's fine. All she's right. Ready. Yay. One eye, but she's she's even worked her way up in the pecking order. Some she's it's it, <laughs> it is amazing that she was able to come back from what she did. Truly, truly amazing. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the things that that being in the hospital really did to me was it very much disturbed my regular sleep pattern, yeah. and it, it, the pain, of course, also disturbed my sleep. And my son-in-law, um, because we're supposedly going to be legal to grow in New York this year. It turned out actually not to be legal, but many people started growing it anyhow because they thought it was going to be legal. And um, he made some flowers in ghee. Oh, yeah. And I find that if I put some of that on my vegetables at dinner, that I get a sound sleep. 
nice. <laughs> I do have a joke with that too. <laughs> have you have you found that it helps people sleep? Yes. 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 I I have that. That's how I came to CBD. Is uh... oh, sorry, Terry. There's a lag in my phone. Oh, okay, yeah, CBD helps me sleep better now than THC does. I kind of go back and yeah. forth between them where I'll use THC to get to sleep for a while, and then when that stops, you know, I, I get too used to it, then I use the CBD for a while, and then I'll go back to the THC, and then, the, you know. But right now it's the CBD is helping me sleep better than THC does. So you yeah, switch I, back and forth as you become a little bit habituated, you switch to the other one. And since they both work well, and since we're sleeping, it doesn't really matter whether it's THC or CBD. <laughs> yes, I feel that CBD, um, I feel that you get a deeper uh, sleep with the CBD. Um, and oh, the, okay. The, the research that um, I've been reading lately has been showing that high THC can keep you feeling floaty rather than getting down into a deeper REM sleep. Oh, um, all right. So I've been I have been playing around with that myself, um, and I like a high CBD, low THC aid to get to sleep. But that's what higher CBD you know, going to sleep takes you deeper into your sleep. Like it a lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will do a, um, you know, a CBD drop, uh, oil drop before bed, um, or a gummy or something like that. Um, yeah, that's how I found CBD uh, medicinally. I had experienced cannabis. Um, you know, more as a recreational thing, less medicinal. And so when I had uh, a series of health issues that kind of led me to CBD, um, my son had said, you know, hey, mom, why why don't you try CBD? And it wasn't legal yet. It was like 2017. Um, And I thought, you know, I don't really want to go down that, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, I just didn't think it was an option. But I had exhausted everything else, you know, medically. um, And so... I tried it. Once I tried a good brand and got a good quality, I got my best sleep in a long time. Like, I couldn't believe it. I I closed my eyes and woke up the next morning like nothing had passed, and I couldn't remember the last time that happened, you know. Um, So so that's where I came to CBD is from the sleep aspect. Um, And And then later... I agree with you, not just good quality, but for me a high enough concentration. Lots yeah. of people have sent me their CBD products, and truthfully, some of them I use as salad dressing because they're so low potency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, CBD you, I, the CBD that I use has 6,000 milligrams of CBD in one ounce. That's what I use, too. I put, I put a full ML in my coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'll send I, you a bottle. You can try it. Wonderful, because now, folks, you're going to actually see some effect. The ones that have like six milligrams, you're not going to see much effect. Oh, yeah. I was on 15 pills a day uh, for for autoimmune, sleep, a heart problem that I never really had. 
um, neurological issues, you name it, which all created, you know, depression, anxiety, blah, 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 all that. Um, so uh, coming to CBD and then my cannabis journey, uh, you know, I was uh, with my doctor's oversight. I was able to stop all of that. And, and now I look to, you know, herbal supplements and uh, as my first line and CBD and cannabis as my first line go to for, for, you know, a lot of different ailments and issues. So happy to hear that. I can't believe that our time has already been used up. Half an hour is just such a little time, and both of you are so interesting and have so much to share. I really appreciate you both. And I would like each one of you to tell us what you want to leave in the hearts and the minds of everyone who's been listening tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do whatever works for you. Find what works for you and be happy. That's what life is about. That's great, Carrie. I I think I would say I would mirror Carrie, but I would or echo Carrie. But I would also say, be your own advocate and um, question everything. Because if yeah. you're sitting there thinking, why am I taking all these pills and I'm not feeling better? There's got to be a better way. Or why does my doctor make me feel like I'm crazy when I'm there? Because my symptoms are real. Maybe there's a better way. Um, yes. And whether it's challenge your doctor to ma- or see another doctor or look to uh, nature for maybe these first-line issues or change your diet, I don't know. But um, ask questions because you're not a prisoner in your body. I got That's a real said. pushback in the hospital when I said, I don't want opioids. I want cannabis. Yeah. And they said, there's not enough research out there to use it safely. And I said, get a grip. You can't ever use opioids safely. Whatever you do with cannabis is going to be safer than that. There is enough research. They did that research decades ago, and they already knew all that. They already know. Come on. I think you both are doing absolutely great work. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. Thank it's you. really been wonderful. And they will look out for your book, CBD for Your Health, Mind and Spirit from Llewellyn. Thank you for helping us to reweave the healing cloak of the ancients. As you said, this research really was done a long time ago. And the vibrant threads that you are adding to this cloak are quite amazing. And Sarah Ellen, wow, next week we'll be in the middle of the Comfrey Conference. It's so exciting. This is your last week to sign up for free, everybody. So if you've been thinking about it but haven't quite done it, this is the time. And if you've been thinking about making a Comfrey short, it's not too late. You can still send us your Comfrey shorts. Thank you for helping me to restore herbal medicine to its rightful place as people's medicine. Sarah Ellen and everybody listening, good night and green blessings. Thank you.